Good morning, everyone. We are so glad that you are here with us, and that's good morning to those that are here in person and to everyone watching online. If you're watching online, would you write something in the comments so that we know who is worshiping with us this morning? Wanted to let all of you know that we have a Christmas Eve service, one at four and one at six, uh, and we ask that you make reservations on the website or call the church office. That way, with reservations, we know how many people will be here and how we can spread everybody out. I don't know if you missed it, but on Friday, it was Charles Wesley's birthday. And did you know that he wrote so many of the great hymns that we have in our hymnal? But it's not just in the Methodist hymnal, Benny. They're all over, aren't they? So many great uh, hymns by Charles Wesley. So Benny came in for a birthday party and played all these great hymns on the organ. You can go back and watch that on Facebook, or you can watch it on the church website. It was great. Uh, our children's ministry, which Catherine's doing an amazing job. Catherine's doing an awesome job with the children. Uh, we, children's ministry and youth ended with our 2020 Wednesday nights with a great week last Wednesday. Uh, and 2021 is going to be awesome for children and youth, and we're so excited about it. And I wanted to just celebrate how awesome our media team is. You can see them back there. They do such a great job every week making sure that people can watch church from at home. It's okay, we can clap, it's okay. They're awesome, they're awesome. So uh, they do a great job. So we wanna thank them for getting us good video and sound. Uh, and they did a great job last week with the videoing the choir, doing the, the uh, cantata, it was just great. Uh, so with saying that, next Sunday the 27th, and the first couple of Sundays in January were going to be virtual. Um, so you'll be able to watch in your pajamas, church in your pajamas. So uh, we're so thankful for our media team. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, this Advent season, uh, we ask that you would fill us with your love, your hope, your peace, and your joy. Uh, we pray uh, this morning that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Each week we begin our service by um, lighting our Advent candles today. And I, as, as our candle lighters make their way down, I'm going to add my welcome to Pastor Andy's welcome. I'm glad that you're worshiping with us, whether you're here in person or you're online. Uh, it's, it's an honor to be able to worship with you today. So we watch and we wait for Christ's coming. And we light candles of hope, peace, joy, and love, remembering the promises of God with prayer. We light the candle of hope, the first candle. We light the candle of peace, the second candle. The third candle, the pink candle, is the candle of joy. And today is the fourth Sunday in Advent, so we light the candle of love. Now, hear these words that uh, are one of my favorite hymns written by Christina Rossetti called Love Came Down at Christmas. Love came down at Christmas, love all lovely, love divine. Love was born at Christmas, star and angels gave the sign. Worship we the Godhead, 
love incarnate, love divine. Worship we our Jesus, but wherewith for sacred sign? Love shall be our token. Love be yours and love be mine. Love to God and all men. Love for plea and gift and sign. Let's pray together. O God of hope and Prince of peace and Lord of love, your goodness is beyond our wildest imaginings. You give us more than we can even think to ask, coming to us with impossible possibility in the union of flesh and spirit. Teach us to love this world and all people as you loved us in Jesus Christ, our Lord. O God of promise, God of hope, into our darkness come. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Would you stand if you are able and join us in the affirmation of faith? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated, except for our kids who are going to go with Miss Catherine to Children's Church today. And they always have an amazing time, so they're making their way that way. And while they do, I want to, to just say a thank you to you for always supporting your church. We, we need your support in every way. We need you to continue to pray for us. It's been a, a rough year, as you know, and, and just pray for us. We're trying to do the, the right thing. We're trying to do the wise thing, and so we need your prayers. We also need your support financially. So as you give your tithes and offerings, you can continue to give them online or uh, by text to give or mail them in. You still have an opportunity to give and support our United Methodist Children's Home with a white Christmas offering. This is our annual offering that we give every year to the Children's Home, which does such a wonderful job of taking care of kids that don't have another place to live. They take care of them, and we love it. So um, I want to ask you, if you have a prayer request, if you will uh, give that to us, go to our church website and or send it to us on our church Facebook page, and we will let our prayer team know, and we will pray. If you have answers to prayer, we, we like to hear answers to prayer too, so give us your glory sightings that way, and let us know what God is doing uh, in your life. Will you uh, just pause with me now as we go to the Lord in prayer? Our gracious God, we are... Rejoicing in our hearts, even in the midst of, of sometimes circumstances that are very, very hard. Uh, we have people that we, we know and love that are, that are really grieving this year, and we know that. We have friends that are struggling with health issues to recover from surgery, going through cancer treatments. We know that, Lord, and we know how difficult it is. We have... Families that are separated this year because of the pandemic and it's really, really hard to be separated from those that you love when you want to be with them at Christmas. So Lord, we know that there's a, a heaviness that weighs our hearts down, but there's also a lightness. 
Because what we celebrate this time of year more than any other time is the fact that you came into this world. You shined your light into this dark world. And we still have that light. That you became flesh and dwelled among us. You were our Emmanuel, God with us. And you're still with us. So remind us, Lord. Be God with us to all those who need you most this morning. Be our Savior, Lord. Forgive us for where we have failed you. We have failed to live up to your glory. Strengthen us, Lord, for today and for the days to come. Fill your uh, people with your holy presence, Lord, that they might feel that even if they are by themselves on Christmas Day. And teach us to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
I've said to many people before, um, I, I think we just have the best, most awesome music in this church, don't y'all? I just, I'm so proud of, yeah. Just uh, under unusual circumstances to just come through week after week, and I appreciate everybody's efforts. Uh, we, have, we have great leadership in this church. We have a wonderful staff and great leadership. And what we have asked ourselves all along during uh, this year, during this pandemic, is what was the wise thing to do? Um, not what was the trendy thing to do or what was there, but what was the wise thing? Scripture exhorts us to walk as wise and not as foolish. And so that's the reason why... Um, Beginning next Sunday, the, the Sunday after Christmas, we are for that Sunday and for the first couple of Sundays in January doing virtual only. So uh, we're going to communicate that in as many ways as we can, but we're doing that, um, one, because we love you and we want you to, to be safe, and, and two, because after consulting with our staff and our board of stewards, we just decided that was the wise way to go, and that's what we're going to do. We're, we love you. We're praying for you. We're going to do our very, very best to keep giving you um, a virtual service that's worth your time and, and so that you can invite your friends to watch with you. So as Pastor Andy said, you get to worship in your pajamas next Sunday. And, and that's, wear your Christmas pajamas one more time, okay, uh, and worship with us next Sunday. Today we're looking at John chapter 1. We're looking at John's gospel story verses 1 through 5 and verses 9 through 14 of John's gospel. Christ the light of the world, Christ the word of God, and Christ our Lord. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A couple of weeks ago, we were in our, our weekly staff meeting, and we always, I don't know, maybe have too much fun in our staff meeting, but we were talking about um, Pastor Andy's neighbor who has a pet pig named Amelia Oinkhart. And uh, for some reason, we got on the pig thing. And so as we're coming out of the staff meeting, Susan, our church secretary, said, you've got to come. I've got to show you this picture on my computer. You've got to come see Boris. And I said, oh, Boris, whatever, you know. So I went in, and she had a picture of this pig named Boris 
on uh, her computer. And I think we have, the, we have Boris up there. Do we have Boris up there? Boris is just cute, I mean, for a pig. Boris is a really cool pig, but um, why does she have a picture of Boris on your computer? You're wondering, you're at home, you're wondering why she's got that picture. Well, it goes back to the fact that Susan lives up on Nakalula, and she's a member of the Nakalula Neighborhood Watch, which is a great thing. The Nakalula Neighborhood Watch, they've got their own um, uh, you know, Facebook page and everything. They watch out after each other. And, uh, you know, lost pets, road work, things, if there was a break-in or whatever. But someone on the mountain has a pig named Boris. And Boris got out of his pen. And Boris was on the run. And so the, the Facebook page was putting pictures in. There was updates. It was a continuing saga of Boris. And it was like... Uh, Boris was sighted at the corner of such and such and such and such, and there's a picture of Boris coming across somebody's backyard. You know, it was just an ongoing thing. You know how we get. We just, I don't know, we're interested in weird stuff. And everybody, some people, okay, some people were trying to help find Boris. Some people, I don't know, were rooting for Boris to stay on the run. Just go, you know? And the McKivens live up on the mountain, and I would have to tell you what Michael McKiven posted on this. He, he posted a picture of Forrest Gump, and he put under there, run, Boris, run. But that's Michael. We know and love Michael. But. So my, uh, for three days, Boris was on the run. Boris made his way down the mountain, all the way down to the Alabama city side of the mountain. I think... Boris was having a good time being on the run. I don't know that for sure. He was in some pretty wild wilderness coming down that mountain. And I wouldn't really know what Boris had on his mind because I just don't have the people who loved Boris had no way to communicate with him. I mean, how would they get through to Boris to let him know, one, that there's a problem, and two, that there's a solution to the problem? There's coyotes up there. I don't know. There might be bobcats. Pastor Andy, there might be all kinds of wild creatures up there on Nakalula coming down that mountain. How could they get through to him? The only way maybe they could do it was if Boris's owners could become pigs themselves and talk to him in a language that he really could understand, right? Um, now, I'm fluent in pig Latin, uh, but ude uye ixpe, igpe adenle. But I don't think that would get through to Boris. I think he would have to have another pig to talk to him in his piggy language and to show him the way back home out of the wilderness, don't you? I think that's what would have to happen. Well, sometimes there's a communication problem. Um, and there was a communication problem when John wrote his gospel because he was trying to communicate with different groups of people and they were different. Uh, they had different ideas. That he, There were the Jews and the Greeks and he was trying to give the gospel message to all of them. How was he going to do that? He was going to have to have a common denominator. He was going to have to get through them in a way that they could understand. He was going to have to use imagery that would be common to both of them. And he came up with three different ones. He said the, the word of God was, was one that was common to both, and then the light, and then 
the concept of lordship. And so those three things are the three things that, uh, that John's gospel uses. And these three things are also three titles that are given to Jesus. Through the incarnation, we've been studying the season of Advent, all the titles given to Jesus. This morning, we're going to look at those three. The first one is that Jesus is the Word. Uh, for the Jews, uh, the concept of the Word was very strong and powerful and very rich. And it wasn't just a word, just wasn't a, a sound that someone made when they were trying to talk to you. A word was an active force, an active force that was sent forth to accomplish a purpose. And you see this all throughout the scripture in the Old Testament, especially you go all the way back to Genesis, to the creation story. You see that, that when God got ready to create, God sent forth God's word. God spoke, let there be, and there was. And so that's how creation came into existence. In the Psalms, you read Psalms like Psalm 107, which is a wonderful psalm of deliverance how God delivered people and got them through their troubles is Psalm 107 should be one of our theme psalms for the year 2020 but through all of these troubles and through all of these trials uh, God would deliver them people would cry out to the Lord help us and then God would deliver them and here's what it says in Psalm 107 verse 20 God sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from destruction. Did you catch that? God sent out his word, an active delivering force. Isaiah 55, uh, the Lord through the prophet Isaiah says uh, that, that when his word goes forth, just like the rain and the snow from heaven uh, go forth and they don't stop until they accomplish their purpose and, and seeds sprout up. He said, my word that goes forth will not return to me empty, but will accomplish the purpose that I sent it to accomplish. So for the Jews, the word was an active force. For the Greeks, the word was the logos. It was the, the mind, the place of reason, the, the truth. It was the way uh, that the universe was brought into existence and the way it was held together. So for the Greeks, the the word of God, the logos of God in us, that is the only way that we really could recognize that God is and that, that God holds everything together. So you have these two things. You have the, the active mind of God, uh, and then you have that force of God that is sent forth to accomplish God's purpose. All of that coming together and becoming flesh and dwelling among us. And so... John was able to communicate with both groups when he said these words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then when he said, the Word became flesh and lived among us, full of grace and truth. Through Jesus, the Word become flesh. We could see what God is like. We could see the will of God, the mind of God. The reason of God, we could see all of that through Christ. Isn't that something? I get excited about that. Jesus is also the light, John's gospel says. The light shines in the darkness, John 1.5 says. And you know, we can only really appreciate light uh, when we contrast it to darkness. 
uh, the, the light shines in the darkness. And so against this backdrop of darkness, the light shines. Darkness in the Bible almost always represents chaos. Um, it's like in, in Genesis when God said, let there be light. There was, there was darkness over the face of the deep. Uh, it represents evil. Darkness represents evil because God calls us out of darkness into light. It represents, sometimes darkness just represents plain old ignorance, right? Uh, ignorance, blindness. Have you, have you ever just felt like you were in the dark about something? Uh, okay. Have you ever felt like somebody else was in the dark and maybe they needed the light to shine on them? And then sometimes darkness represents the ultimate darkness, which is separation from God or hell. Um, when the Bible talks about, about uh, hell, it talks about outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. So out of, uh, out of this backdrop of darkness, the light shines. The light shines. And it also says uh, that in John 1, 5, that the, the darkness did not overcome the light. The King James Version puts it a little bit different. It says uh, the darkness did not comprehend the light. So you have the darkness didn't overcome the light and the darkness didn't comprehend the light. Which one is correct? Actually, they're both, they're both profoundly true because... No matter how dark the darkness is, it can't overcome the light. And then the darkness is uh, something that keeps people from comprehending as well. Uh, have you ever been to cathedral caverns? Any of y'all ever been to cathedral caverns? It's up the other side of Gunnersville. It's not a very far trip away, but it's a wonderful experience. I want to go back there sometime. Because I took a, last time I was there was, I was in school, and that's been a good while ago. But we, t we went on a class trip there. And they have a tour guide that takes you down into the cave and, and explains to you the difference between stalactites and stalagmites and, and talks about all of these different formations and, and tells the history of all of this. So, and then you get down to the, uh, some area and... The tour guide warned us and warned our teachers that we were about to be in the dark because he said, I'm going to turn the lights out and I'm going to warn you, it's really going to really, really be dark. Uh, and I thought, I, I was, uh, you know, I'm not scared of the dark kind of thing. But when he turned those lights out, it was the darkest dark I've ever experienced. It was like being in a a well full of ink or something you couldn't see any light at all and it was I don't know it was alarming it was just disorienting and he knew that we were a little bit scared and so the the tour guide said now now kids listen to the sound of my voice turn your head to the sound of my voice and watch what I'm about to do and he struck a match and he lit one candle one candle and now all of a sudden, it wasn't dark anymore. Now all of a sudden, we weren't scared anymore. It just made all of the difference. As deep and as dark and as wide as the darkness was, it was no match for one little candle. One little candle. And then 
the darkness doesn't comprehend the light. What, what, I, what that gets at is the, you know, when the word was made flesh, when the light shined in this world, and when that baby was born in Bethlehem and wrapped in swaddling clothes and placed in a manger, most of the town didn't know what was going on. Most of the world didn't understand that the world had just changed forever. I mean, people in Bethlehem were still doing whatever they did, taking care of animals, keeping inns, doing whatever. Little did they know that their world had just changed forever. They didn't comprehend. December the 17th. 1903, this just past week, we celebrated the anniversary of the day that two bicycle makers named Wilbur and Orville Wright flew a funny-looking contraption, and it stayed in the air for 59 seconds, which doesn't sound much to us. 59 seconds, really? It only flew for 59 seconds? But that day changed our world forever. But most everybody around had no idea what those guys were doing out there. It, but Wilbur and Orville knew that the world had just changed. And they were so excited that they went to the telegraph office and they sent a telegram to their sister in Ohio. And here's what the telegram said. Good news. Achieved sustained flight for 59 seconds. P.S. Hope to be home by Christmas. Right? Because it was December 17th. Well, when their sister got the telegram, she was thrilled. She knew what they'd been working on, and she knew she had to do something. She didn't know what to do. So she went to the newspaper office in the local town newspaper, and very excitedly, she gave them the telegram, and she said, look, look at this. You've got to put this in the paper, and they agreed. And so the very next day, the local paper had the following headline, Local Bicycle Makers to Be Home for Christmas. You know, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness just sometimes doesn't comprehend. You know, the Christ, the light of the world, has shined into this dark world. Are we going to see the light? Are we going to actually walk in the light? Or will we just choose to stay in the dark? Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is full of darkness. If we choose to stay in the dark, how great darkness is that? There's an old saying, I'm not sure who said it, but I think it's really profound. It says, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. And some choose to see the darkness, choose to live in the darkness, and refuse to walk in the light. And some who walk in the light see light everywhere they go. I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about an old um, episode of All in the Family. Any of y'all ever watch? I mean, that's, I'm, I'm going old school today. All in the Family, Archie Bunker, Edith, you know, Meathead. Um, well, when I was a kid growing up, I, 
I, I wanted to watch that. My mom didn't really want us to watch that because uh, Archie was so obnoxious. Um, but my dad just really got a kick out of Archie Bunker. I think he was thinking of some of our relatives, honestly, when he, when he thought about Archie. Because Archie was just, I don't know, he was rude and crude and he was bigoted and he was just loud and that was just Archie. But um, this one episode I was thinking about, Edith and Archie are going to a class reunion, Edith's class reunion. And Edith meets up with an old classmate named Buck. And you have to understand, if you've ever been to a class reunion, you understand this. Sometimes your classmates don't look like they did when you were in high school, right? They, they look way different. And Buck looked way different than he did when they were in high school together because he had gained an enormous amount of weight and he was huge. And, but Edith, and you see in the scene, Edith and Buck are having just this wonderful conversation. They're, they're having a delightful time just talking and laughing about old times and everything. And Archie is over in the corner rolling his eyes at Edith like he always does. And so later on, Archie and Edith are talking about the, this experience. And Edith says, Oh, Archie, ain't Buck a beautiful poison? And, uh, and Edith uh, uh, says that. And, and Archie rolls his eyes, just a disgusted look on his face. And he says, Edith, you dingbat. You look at the same person I look at. And you see a beautiful person. And I see a blimp. And she thinks for a minute, and she says, Yeah, ain't that too bad? And it is. It is too bad. Because if your world is full of darkness, all you see is darkness. But if you walk in the light, then you can see the light everywhere you go. And you know what? You also can take the light with you. And that's what it, it means, this, this last title that, that Jesus um, claims is that he's Lord. Jesus is Lord. And what I mean when I say that is this, this word made flesh, this light that shines in the dark world, is our leader. And we're to follow. That's what it means to say Jesus is Lord. That's what the con earliest confession of the church was was that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is the one who leads, that we are the ones who follow. God's answer to the darkness was to shine the light, and Jesus was that light, to show the way, and we're his followers. So if we walk in love, we're walking in the light. We're not meant to just be passive recipients of God's love, just passive recipients of the grace and the light that God gives. We're meant to do something with that, to walk in the light as he is in the light. As Adam Hamilton writes in the book Incarnation that we're studying on Wednesday nights, we are God's plan for changing the world. We are. If we follow Jesus as our Lord and our Savior and our King and our Emmanuel, that's just what we do. We'll change the world. We will show people the way home. So speaking of showing people the way home, I need to finish the story about Boris the pig 
right? Uh, good news, the good people of animal control uh, were able to capture uh, Boris and to take him back to his home. By the way, Boris has his own Facebook page, which I follow just because. I mean, sometimes you just need to see a happy pig. And so um, they, how they did it was down in Alabama City, they, they set up a, a big cage. And of course, they had to bait it with something. Do you want to know what they baited the cage with for Boris to catch him? Cheerios and bananas. I kid you not. I mean, they could have caught me in that cage. I, the very day that Susan told me they caught Boris, I had eaten Cheerios and bananas for breakfast that morning. I'm, I'm serious. So they caught him, and they took him back home, and now he's famous. He's just got all kinds of followers on Facebook, Boris does. Well, how are we going to catch people? How are we going to catch people that are walking in darkness? You know, Jesus said, if you follow me, I'm going to make you fish for people. How do we catch them? What do we bait? What do we use for bait for people who are walking in darkness? Here's what we do, I think. We shine the light and the love of Jesus. We shine it everywhere we go. And if we do that, we will help people find their way home from the wilderness. We really will. We really will. We're going to sing a, a closing hymn uh, today here, and I hope that you'll sing it with us wherever you are. It's um, Go Tell It on the Mountain. And it's, it's a song about taking the light and shining it everywhere we go. Um, it really is good news. It's the greatest good news and let's sing it and let's live it will you stand together let's sing go tell
the light shined into the darkness. So I'm asking you to hear this benediction. Take your little light and shine it everywhere you go. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.